And that's why sometimes you just got to be hot chaos. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. The year is new, and we are not. We're old. So those final numbers, we we were like Boom. just under the threshold of 70,000 like downloads and plays. That's, Can you believe it? No, I can't. I can't. I can't at all. We surpassed the download deal from our total last year, downloads alone. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's crazy. And we got a lot of like back slaps and people wishing us well. And it's, it's felt pretty nice. We'll take a, well, this will be our little victory lap episode. And we'll, we'll. St- st- the statistics victory lap. I'll tell you that the number that I look at is when I go in to post each episode, because mm-hmm. just a little behind the scenes, the recording of this is happening on my machine and I process it and I post it. The number that jumps out at me when I log into our platform is the number of listens to the last episode. And I look at the last yep. couple, three, and that number has grown over the year. Uh, and it's now to the point where last week's episode has been listened to 400-ish times, maybe 500-ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's up by a solid 40, 40%, 30%, 40% over this time last year. Yep. So that just says something a lot about the momentum and the velocity things are happening with out there and people are finding well, us. Let's and use to better, us. let's use better uh, terminology. Sure. It says a lot about the community there you go. that we are building. Perfect. Yes, it absolutely does. My favorite statistic is the yearly episode total statistic and the fact that 350 people listened to episode one yeah, this year. It's so good. Those poor, uh, poor people. Because the yeah, the production quality in episode one was dire. But the fact that those people, first of all, they're, they're hearing me talk like talk like this, and uh, Cover band they're not going to get to they're not going to get to episode 251 for a while. A while, yeah. So they've got their work cut out for they them. They do, they do. And we've heard from some people who, I started at the beginning, I listened all the way to now. Wow, God bless you. That Speak, Speaking of which, hmm. we've got a review to, t- to, to share with you guys. Sweet, let's talk about it. I'm saying we're going to start calling it the weekly review. Hmm. Because we're going to get one every week so that we can share it with you guys. We'll get multiple reviews and we can share them every week. It's going to be great. I love it. This one came in uh, last week. Uh, from uh, Apple Podcast, it's user ACYSG. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, Five-star review, solid resource. Mm. That's us. I'm just starting to dig into past episodes on this informative conversation between two upbeat professional musicians whose expertise has me considering aspects of improving my band, Whack Daddy Down, they're in Singapore. Mm -hmm. I think that might be a first. Yeah. In ways I would not have thought of on my own. I dig the natural, relaxed personalities of Adam and Dan. Natural, relaxed. That's hey, that's me. That's us. They're not trying to crack up the audience. They don't clutter the show with dopey routines or annoying, repetitive inside jokes. Just the useful stuff. Thanks, fellas. Just our normal and, dopiness. Uh, Nothing. Yeah. yeah, just regular Nothing routine. It's new dopiness every week. Not a lot of inside jokes, except for the briefcase of eels. That's the thing I just made up. <laughs> Thought that I, it may I was going to say, like, that's so I, inside. I don't know it. <laughs> What's going on? No, I was just trying to think of a thing that, like, might come up uh, and, and could be misconstrued it as will that. be now. I had shared that review and with the guys in the Patreon Slack. And it, one of the guys actually went and looked them up. And he's like, well, I wonder what the difference between a cover band here and a cover band in Singapore is. And then we watched some video and he's yeah. like, Apparently not, not much, much, if any, at all. Actually, Singapore looks a whole lot like Greensboro, North Carolina. It really does. So, uh, but big thanks to ACYSG for the glowing review. Yeah. If awesome. you'd like to hear your band, like Whack Daddy Down, Whack all Daddy the way Down. out in Singapore, yep. if you want to hear a band on the podcast, the easiest thing to do is to leave us a review. We will read it. We were talking about a funny thing where we like start reviewing bands in the regions just so they have the clout. Yeah. And then we can just attract angry clicks right. to the website. That's right. So mad disagree internet clicks. <laughs> be on lookout for that. Yeah. Festivities and holidays and all of that stuff aside, uh, what have you been up to? Let's see. I played a um, trivia night last night in it's my monthly that used to be a weekly, and it was fun. It's good. It's fun. Check cleared. 
Fantastic. Apart from that, January has been pretty quiet. This is a rebuilding month for us because we've been a slow time of the year for this whole project that we do. So we're probably going to go out and do a bar crawl, trying to build up a catalog for next, next few months. I have a gear item. Yes. If you're ready to talk about that. I'd love to. Okay. So there is a YouTuber that I like, and I think you like too, named Adam Neely. He is, he's a guy. He is a guy. We've, we've actually, remember we, we, uh, we had that conversation about, uh, things in Western music and and stuff that, uh, became a very lively, uh, YouTube subject on one of our videos. It was intense. Adam Neely. And if you don't know Adam Neely, you really, as a musician, you owe it to yourself to check out Adam Neely. He's really, really All right. So for, for the unwashed, for the uninitiated, let's do it. Sum up, sum up Adam Neely in, in a sentence academic bassist content creator who is somehow yet approachable and appealing yeah i was so he's a berkeley grad berkeley with grad. um and and he's a he's a commentator as much as he's a content creator yeah yeah but but with a very vast very you know wide knowledge of the things that he speaks of. Um, I put him kind of in the same realm as like Mary Spender, very talented musician, but who's also very skilled at organizing thoughts, telling stories and conveying information. I would say Mary's probably a better storyteller, um, but kind of in the similar vein there, you can watch their stuff purely for entertainment. It doesn't have to be educational if you don't want it to be. I feel like you're looking off off to the left, like you don't know who Mary Spender might be. I was what I was thinking about saying is, um, mm. if you're a fan of Rick Beato, he's Rick Beato, but not a boomer. Fair, he's, fair, right? He's he's like the millennial Rick Beato, maybe even Gen Z Rick Beato. And and that's not even a a dig on not Rick. A dig on Rick Beato. Rick, I love Rick but Beato, Rick, but he, Rick is who he Rick is who he is. Yeah, and he has a certain take and a certain era he comes from and he's really really amazing inside that and and Neely is a more modern take in a lot of cases. Yep. So, get back to the thing that you were talking about before. So, I he put down. out a video recently <laughs> about um his band's in-ear rig and it's worth mm-hmm. watching if you're interested in in-ear rigs, but at one moment and he dropped like here are my favorite pairs of in-ear monitors. And this one, not worth your time. Don't bother. This one, pretty good. Actually, you should probably try it. And so I did. I bought myself the Me Audio, it's M-E-E Audio M6 Pro, which he said was really great. And you know what? He's it right. Is. He's right. How, mu- how much them How much them do do? About 50 bucks. Okay. About 50 bucks. I'm wearing them well, right the, now. I like the them The reason I ask is like my my beaters the ones that i've been using to record the actual podcast yeah. they disintegrated either last episode or the one before it somewhere in my nices right now I'd, yeah. I'd prefer to not wear my nices for sure for general for sure dicking around so i have some nices i have some all clear um tour trio there's a three driver yep. uh, customs like i went and got ear impressions done and all of that um and i do love those but these m6 pros sound amazing and i to, as a dis- disclaimer i am not an audiophile there are people who are going to tell me that they can hear differences i can't hear and i it's fine i believe that that's probably i'm true. not interested in those people no but these are really really quite good as far as i can tell and the graph of audio response that yep. these guys advertise looks a whole lot like the ones that all claire does a whole lot cool and they have a custom module so you can actually send them impressions and they will build a silicone custom molded thingy that will go on these and yep. be customs of this driver and it and the custom thing costs 150 bucks and there's a 10 percent off coupon that comes with these so price wise uh-huh. it beats really any custom i've ever seen um yeah and they sound great and they feel great and the they're really small. The body of them is really small and f- feels very comfortable in the ear. Cool. I'm really happy with these. The Mi Audio M6 Pros. I'm really impressed with them. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Can you get those on Amazon? You can get them on Amazon or you can get them at meaudio.com. M-E-E 
audio.com. We will we'll put a um, we'll put an Amazon link for all the folks uh, in the show notes. Yep. Yep. We'll see that because I like I said I, I'm I'm in the market so I um, I would like to. Know I'll tell you the they market. also come with two sets of cables one of which has the um, I have it right here I'll show it to you the microphone so you can use them as telephone or you know Zoom meeting headphones love it and then it has three sizes of earbuds and then a pair of um, tips that are memory foam. Nice. So it's it, they come with some good stuff, including a nice little carry case. And Very nice. For 50 bucks, I'm real impressed. I'm real impressed. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So there you go. Adam approved of them, and so do I. Very good. Let's see. The biggest thing that I accomplished is I, I plugged my guitar into an amp. Sweet. <laughs> In the first time. Sweet. It probably, I don't know. It's been multiple years. Gull Dern, that orange Rockerverb 50 Mark One sure does sound good. Makes good sounds. It Gosh does. damn. <laughs> I uh I just I, I was playing the my Steinberger through it and I was like, man, this thing rips. Mm. And it just like it rips. It's not like, hey, this is pretty. It's like this is like it's dangerously good. Nice. Um so I'm going to try to make it an effort to plug guitars into things that make noise more often because uh on new year's eve me and uh a buddy of mine who's kind of like our he's not really a neighbor but he he's basically a part of like this friend group that we have we just sat down in the basement and played guitar for like an hour and it was the first time i've just played guitar for no specific purpose and just playing like nazareth and just stupid yeah classic rock good just for the fun good. of it it was awesome yes so we are like in the throes of promotion for uh the show on friday the 13th right. i've been having a lot of fun with all of the uh the fun ski mask uh, or hockey mask adjacent you have uh 80s promotions yeah one thing that i did and this is something just to throw out there if you're looking for ways to promote your show or your band i set up a green screen because i had one you don't have to do that but it was important for the aesthetic that I was going for. But uh, I went through our set list for this show and I did about 23 to 10 second clips uh, where you're, it's basically like guess this riff or guess this song. It took me probably less than 10 minutes to shoot all of that footage. And now I have like 20 pieces of content that I can throw out to promote this upcoming event and also just general nonsense Sweet. it's a pretty easy way to one get started on instagram reels and or tiktok which has very good organic reach it also is good for engagement because you're asking your people to do something like answer a question so those are both really easy low barriers of entry and just a free little promotional tip from us here at cover band confidential there you go. and uh, yeah tickets are moving we got a bunch of Tables up front that we've really got to move in order for it to feel like we've got a, a nice situation, but we're still almost, well, a little over a full week out and um, we've got a rehearsal on Wednesday and then we're just going to do the things we're going to do. Of course. Uh, all right. We talked about all the catching up being. Yeah. You know, let's get the into the, things. the real thing. Okay. I've got a bone to pick. Yeah with a certain publication mm -hmm. you may have heard of them they're called rolling stone magazine Ugh. and uh i don't know if you know about luckily none of my friends read their you know so-called rolling stone magazine Ugh. Ugh. but they <laughs> they put out a list that is just all it's just the subject of much conversation wouldn't you agree i would and 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 it's the nature of this kind of list is that it's about prompting this kind of conversation so we're we are 100 percent, 100 percent playing into the thing that they're trying to get us to do and yet here we go and here we go yeah the the this the the <laughs> normally we would have something to talk about but no this no. week we were talking about just well, flimsy we, we pop culture stuff and like we couldn't talk about anything else like are you kidding me what yeah no. The list in question is the 200 greatest singers of all time that Rolling Stone put out this week. And I saw it 
and I had thoughts about it and I sent this to Dan and I said, this is something we probably need to consider. Yeah. And not more than 90 seconds later, Dan, who was completely oblivious to this, <laughs> living his life yeah, just as having, happy as he could be. a perfectly fine day. 90 seconds later, I just get dot, 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 I have thoughts, period. <laughs> and that's all I got. Mm -hmm. There's a, a bunch of stuff to get into, but the general consensus is it's a bad list. It's a bad list. It's not great. No. And we're going to get into all the reasons why it's not great, but let's do, let's be, let's both sides this argument. You get, you so start with their side? Yes. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give them the, the benefit of the doubt to a degree. We can quote the actually the, the disclaimer they start the article with. Right. So the whole story goes that back in 2008, they released the 100 greatest singers of all time. And the way that they came to that particular list is they asked a bunch of musicians and um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So they asked a bunch of well-known musicians who they think the greatest singers are. And when you're talking about well-known musicians, you're talking about musicians of a certain era and they pretty much chose all the same classic rock they pick, dudes they pick their era that you would pick yeah um it lacked a certain amount of diversity mm. let's just say mm. we won't go any further than no, that no but you don't have to sure so this list was i think their attempt at kind of remedying that situation and they did it by asking a different group of people, um, music journalists, people on their staff, contributors, that kind of thing. And what they, en they ended up with was twice the amount of people in a significantly more diverse group of singers. Mm -hmm. And personally, I have no issue with that. Right. There were a number of people on the list that I was not familiar with, but I would be willing to look into based on the the information provided in the list. That being said, there are some absolute shenanigans on this list. <laughs> there are. There are and, and it you know it's really easy to look at this list and say, "Oh, this entrant on it is more technically competent than another, is more impressive technically in some way or another." Here's what they literally said. This is a quote from the top of the article. Yep. Before you please. start scrolling and commenting, keep in mind that this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. Talent is impressive. Genius is transcendent. Sure, many of the people here were born with massive pipes, perfect pitch, and boundless range. Others have rougher, stranger, or more delicate instruments. As our write-up for the man who ended up at number 112 notes, Ozzy Osbourne doesn't have what most people would call a good voice, but boy, does he have a great one. That could apply to a few people here. So we're not just talking about chops, right? We're talking about, um, as they say, what mattered most to us, I'm, again, I'm quoting here, what mattered most to us was originality, influence, the depth of an artist's catalog, and the breadth of their musical legacy. Okay. Nonetheless, even those rubrics considered, I think there are real problems on this list. I concur. Yeah. Um, so let's get a couple of things out of the way. Yeah. Beyond, let's say, number 12, no notes. A above, you mean? 12 and up? Yes. Yeah. Let's just mention the names 12 and up, shall we? Uh, do you have it or do I need to? All right. Starting at 12. Number 12 is, well, let's start at 11. Number yeah. 12 is problematic. <laughs> We'll, get we'll back come to back to 12. 12. All right. 11 and up. Little Richard. Yep. Al Green. Yep. Otis Redding. Yep. Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder. Yep. Ray Charles. Mm -hmm. Mariah Carey. Billie Holiday. Sam Cooke. Whitney Houston. And number one, Aretha Franklin. I got, again. No notes. Nope. I'm on, I, I, I'm on board with every part of that. <laughs> there's not a single one that I could think of that could go <laughs> on board above with every single any of those one. folks. Now, let's talk about number 12. 
So here's where things start to fall apart. Yeah. And again, we're not talking, this isn't an, an indictment. This is just, we're talking about a very comprehensive long list of people. Number 12 is John Lennon. Yeah. Possibly the greatest songwriter of his generation, possibly among the greatest songwriters of all times. Mm-hmm. Vocally, maybe not so much. And if we're going to go there, he's the best white singer on this list. He is the top ranking yeah, white singer on this list, which seems really uh, unlikely. Yeah, I've got a few. Yeah. I would, I could put in that place. Yeah. So I, I, most of the, most of the things that we have critiques on is, you know, order. And then you also have this weird thing where you have, because it's sequential, you're like, you put X artist above. Right. Why? Right. There's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of, I don't know. There, there are a, a, a few glaring omissions that I feel are kind of problematic yes. or not necessarily problematic, but just wrong. Right. Um, at least in my book. And uh, we can go over those. In my world, there's there's underrated folks, there's overrated folks, and then there's just these weird like ranking situations yeah. that Yeah, I feel like there I feel like there's a real confusion between vocal performance, vocalist quality, even beyond mm -hmm. just technical pipes and chops, whatever, and sure. songwriting skill. And Maybe nobody better exemplifies that on this list than number 15, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Again, one of the greatest songwriters that may have ever lived. Vocalist? Sing number 15? 15th singer? best singer? Um, no, no, no. You know, no. Is it, you know, it? if you're using the criteria where you're talking about influence and legacy, the fact that Bob Dylan sounds the way that Bob Dylan does is its own like lane of comedy. Yes. Like yes. it's a thing that people do. Yes. And a band got a like top 10 hit making fun of Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Steelers wheel stuck in the middle of with you was a literal joke about Bob Dylan and the way that he sings in his songwriting. Um, it's also fair to say that one of the most popular Bob Dylan songs is Hendrix's cover of all along the wash tower. Yep. So you get Bob out of the way and the song can shine some. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of hate mail on this one. Cause clearly there are a lot of Bob lovers and I get that. Sure. But to put him on this list with, listen, the next one above him, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Who, and who's, you know, who's below him. Prince. Prince. At 16. Prince is number 16. Yeah, Bob Dylan's between Prince and Freddie Mercury. Does that seem right? It's absolutely not. No, absolutely. it's not right. Absolutely. So do we want to talk about uh, underrated or overrated first? We were kind of in the overrated section right we're now. talking overrated just because I happened to be on the last page of the thing. Let's go underrated. Okay. I feel like we can ingratiate ourselves. Yeah, no, we've probably more. pissed off some people who really loved some folks that we've been hacking on. And so listen, let's... my my underrated list is significantly longer than my overrated Great. list. Let's go. So let's start at the bottom. We'll work our way up. Uh, 187, Bonnie Raitt. Oh, criminally yeah. underrated. Why? 187? No way. Yeah, it's she she should be significantly higher. Yeah. Um above her at 170, Chris Stapleton. At one who is arguably like one of the greatest living like vocalists, right? Like in who's still releasing like new and interesting music. Even if you just say, you know, voc you know, country vocalists, he's clearly at the top of the heap. Clearly. Yeah. But he's the top of a lot of other yeah. lists also, yep. just based on skill and breadth of work. <sighs> this one pains me a lot. 165, Ronnie James Dio. Mm. And if we're getting real in the weeds about it, Ozzy's above Dio. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that's right. No, it's problematic. It's just not great. And if you want to talk about record sales and stuff, sure. But if we're, if, if it's the greatest metal artists, you know, sure. Let's, let's, we can, we can have a conversation about Ozzy versus Dio singers. No, no, not even close. 
136, Lauren Hill. Yeah. How do you put Lauren Hill at 136? I, there's a lot of people higher up on this list that uh, don't deserve to be there, but we're going to get to them. Let's just note, one, um, 134 is Axl Rose. 133 <laughs> is Neil Young. <laughs> uh, what a so, list. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really complicated to think about this. Loretta Lynn is 132. Yeah. At 129, Rob Halford. Yeah. Again, not even just metal vocalists, singers. Singers. There was a buddy of mine was talking about one year on OzFest, they were at a stop and Ozzy had bronchitis. And so he couldn't do the Black Sabbath set. So they had Rob Halford come out and do the Black Sabbath set. He had never sang with Black Sabbath before. And as far as I know, he's never done it again. And he did a full 90 minute, two hour set with Black Sabbath, no teleprompter, no lyrics, no nothing. He just went out there and just killed Oof. it. Cool. And they were probably able to do some stuff that Ozzy couldn't do. Yeah. Some of that heaven and hell era stuff that yeah, they yeah. did with, with Dio. 122 Donna Summer. Rip off. That seems awfully That's low. That's a ripoff. I'm going to, again, I'm going to list. And I hate to do this, but number 65 uh, really chaps me uh, regarding that. 118, John Fogarty, way too low. Too low. Because to me, if you're talking about like gritty rock vocalists, like he was the prototype. Yeah. And he still sounds as good as he did. Yes. He can still do it. Yes. Original key, just he's got it. He's still got it yep. at his age. Like criminal that he would be that low. Now, Roger Daltrey at 109. Roger Daltrey at 109. Now, listen, we're in the neighborhood of my first overrated. Okay. And I love this dude. I've crossed like multiple overrateds at this point. Oh, but right. Yeah, please fair, go. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess I have two. But since we're right there, the Weekend at 110. Amazing songwriter, great producer, one of the great producers of our time. Vocally? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was, I, he was. In the back half of the list, I wasn't terribly mad at that. Yeah. Because, again, if you're using their criteria, cultural influence, uniqueness, like he's got I guess that. guess he gets some bump off of that. Now, listen. All right. All right. Counterpoint. Okay. 106. Bill Withers. Now, Bill Withers has been underrated and unacknowledged. And uh, he did the thing that... <laughs> that is the dream. He made some amazing music and then he said, that's enough. And he left the business. I'm good. Um, and I guess that gets you a 106 slot. But when you, when you are aware of that man's uh, catalog and the impact he's had, uh, 106 just doesn't begin to speak to his impact. Well, and very similar to that at 104, I was really upset. Uh, Aaron Neville similar. at 104. Similar. That doesn't seem right. Nope. Um, and then four spots above him, Elton John. Yeah. 100, number 100, <sighs> Elton John. How can that be? That doesn't seem right. Not at all. And we're- And listen, hey, one, one point above Elton John, 99, is Clyde McFadder. You, you heard of him? Do you know who that is? No, not me. No. Nope. Me neither, but surely he edges Elton John. Again, like there were some really deep cuts, some some smaller artists like Dion was on the list. I'm he that. was a rock and roll That's pioneer as far as white folks go. <laughs> as far as white people rock and roll goes, he was really big. Yeah. But the 80, the again, not the 1980s, but the 80s in this list is just rife it's with tough. underrated it, vocalists. Yeah, you hard. ready for this? Let's go. Four, four people in this 88 block. 87, Diana Ross. Yes. 86, Michael Jackson. Unbelievable. Michael Jackson's 86. Unbelievable. Prince, 16, Michael Jackson, 86. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 82, Steve Perry. Yeah. Above Michael Jackson. Don't know how I feel about that. It's hard. It's hard. Hard to think, but. Yeah, just on raw chops, maybe, but yeah, <sighs> tough. 
And then at number 80, Chris Cornell. Yeah, that's uh, that is criminal. Not so like he's on the list. Great. Kirk Cobain's at 36. Yeah. Cobain's at 36 and Cornell's at 80. And, you know, we're not, we haven't gotten to omissions yet, but Lane Staley's not on this list right. at all. And then my, uh, my last, uh, underrated number 63, Robert Plant. I feel like he deserves to be a little bit higher. Yeah. I don't know where. And it, again, this is one of those things where like, you put a gun to my head. Who does he replace? I don't know. I don't know. 63 just feels low to me. I don't know. While we're in the 60s, though, I'll just mention that Rihanna is 68, which feels low. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that. All right, let's go overrated. Before we do, let me talk about one that I feel weird about, but I'm not sure why. Okay. And it's because okay. her work I feel weird about, and I don't know why, and it's Bjork at 64. Mm. I'm a Bjork fan. I will go ahead and say I like Bjork's work. I don't know where she, I can't, she's from another planet. Well, Iceland, I don't know. Yeah, I can't rank her because she's, she's on a different scale. Like I can't, it, it doesn't, yeah. it, it, there's no, it's, the scale here is one through 10 and she's an alphabet letter. Like I can't fit her <laughs> in, you know, but uh, 64 feels weird. I don't know. Especially since that, and then like, again, we're looking at like a sequential list. Robert Plant is one better. Yeah. Is, is, is he? <laughs> what? <laughs> like one better he's like f better and i don't know how to sure I don't know how to score that you know yeah yeah i mean if she's if he's 63 she's blue yeah 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 exactly no? yeah he's 63 and she is a rubber plant yeah he's robert plant she's a rubber plant i think i'm following Fake plastic. All right. Uh, listen, before well, we leave the 60s, we got to just know that George Michael is 62, which is also a reference. Hey, ba, 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 ba. Oh. I'm going to get to that. Oh, oh, okay. Specifically, he's in the overrated. Not that I don't like George Michael, but it's just that George Michael is above Robert Plant. Oh. I'd that was flip, my, that I'd was my flip gripe. them right in place. Uh, I don't know. It feels, again, doesn't that, this is where you start dealing with like the lateral, yeah, like who's yeah, above who. Yeah, yeah. All right, 175, Lana Del Rey. What is she doing on this list? I'm I'm a fan. I actually am a fan, but uh Yeah, I, I'm with you. She she's she's very niche. Well, but not just that, but like what lane is she filling that some other like vocalists on this list aren't? Yeah. Yeah, she's like a, she's like a, I think she's like, she's a little like Bjork. She's on her own planet. She's a, she's like a spooky, broken weirdness that's not comparable with anything else. Um, I think of her as a, a very distinct kind of artist. Um, sure. But, but yeah, how, what does that mean in terms of where she fits in this list? I, I don't know. And it's, and, it, and this is not me being like an old hat dunking on you know no, 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 new no. people but but billy eilish is at 198 and that i think is a ripoff so her contribution again way, way bigger than 198 yeah that's my gripe one at 158 carrie underwood i've got nothing against carrie underwood per se yeah i just don't find her as a vocalist terribly interesting and in terms of uniqueness of contribution Carrie Underwood's 158. Robert Smith's 157. Yeah. You gonna put those two again. next to each other? I don't know. Robert Smith, like, it's a different thing. He he made a different kind of art. And, and again, Carrie Underwood above Dio? No. Yeah, no. And then, like, Brenda Lee? Yeah. No. And who else? Yeah, it's a... It, <sighs> so many. Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't like it. Uh, One hundred and seven, Lou Reed. <sighs> you think that's a the amount of people above Blue Reed or below Lou Reed for that matter? That feels. I mean, you can call it contribution to culture. You can whatever. Uh, he does not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You, wait, so you feel like he's wait? I don't get it. Is he higher? Is he? Low? I, he's too high. He's, too he's high. overrated. 
So I think I, I feel the same way that about Lou Reed that I do about Bjork and and uh, Lana Del Rey. Like they they were just from another planet. And yeah, but, you, but you, the, the one artist who's legitimately from another planet who belongs where they belong on this list is David Bowie. Yes, uh, but but some of these other ones who didn't quite reach that level. Of where the is he? He was like twenty two. Yeah, he's in the top. He's in the top thirty. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the back, yeah, the front half, Something or like that. Where, however you want to call Something it. Like that. But Lou Reed, like, how do you fit him into any context that is like a list of artists? Because he's so out there. Um, right. He's he's on the Bjork scale. Yeah, but Bjork can sing. Yes. You can put a piece, you can put a, like a work of music in front of her and she can do it. Okay, fair enough. Lou Reed talks. Yeah. That's his deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's my gripe. Lou Reed at 107, too high. Fair. Okay. Here's all right. All right. And and here's one. Here's another overrated one that is not this is not an indictment on this person as an artist or as a vocalist. It is where that person this person is in the list compared to other people right. in the similar lane. Right. Number 65, Minnie Ripperton. You're gonna expand on that. Yeah. So Minnie Ripperton, if you if that name is not familiar to you, she did the song "Loving You." Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Ah, She's okay. also Maya Rudolph's mom. If you didn't know that, really? Yep. Huh. And it's not again. This is not a an indictment against Minnie Ripperton, but it's the people that Minnie Ripperton is above. Specifically, Minnie Ripperton is above Diana Ross, oh. Darlene Love, and Ronnie Spector. Good mm. Rihanna. And while we're talking about like weird lists and stuff, yeah, Darlene Love is also below Christina Aguilera. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any part of that. Yeah, already talked about George Michael being above Robert Plant. That's my only note on that an issue. Kate Bush being at sixty feels a little high to me. Well, you got to think about timing. She has just come off of this resurgence, this resurrection. But as a vocalist, uh, where, where, I'm yeah. sorry, where, what's, what number is she at? 60. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson at 54. Above Tina Turner. Like above Tina Turner. Yeah. So the the order is, so you've got Kate Bush at 60, yeah. Helen Wolf, Lady Gaga, Brian Wilson, <sighs> Barry he, White. Let's say, hang on. What is Brian Wilson doing at 57? That's way too low. So yeah, Brian Wilson at 57, Barry White at 56, Tina Turner at 55, Willie Nelson 54. Mm. Mick Jagger at 52. Uh, yeah. That's just, it gets real weird. Rod Stewart at 49 feels a little high for me. Well, I love well, Rod listen, Stewart. You, like, here's the thing you skipped is Shade at 51. <sighs> That actually kind of feels right. Honestly, that kind of feels I don't, right. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that, that kind place. kind of feels yet. right. What I don't feel good about is number 40, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Being a, above Etta James. <laughs> yeah. That Aaliyah's jive between with Etta James and Louis Armstrong. That feels weird. Yeah, she's out of place. All right. You So we're, we'll just do this drop because if you've got Aaliyah at 40, mm -hmm. let's just go through the 40s then. Okay. Rod Stewart, 49. Tony Braxton, 48. Linda Ronstadt, 47. Hmm. Mavis Staples, 46. Ella Fitzgerald, 45. No. James Brown, 44. Uh, Ariana Grande, 43. Oh. Teddy Pendergrass, 42. Etta James, 41. Aaliyah, 40. All right. So there are two people that seem desperately wrong there. <laughs> and it's Aaliyah <laughs> and it's Ariana. Desperately wrong. Ariana Grande objectively one of the most talented technical singers Technically, on this list unbelievable yeah however she's no ella fitzgerald the, comp the she, company no, that listen, she's is she, in is she ella fitzgerald is she better is she four points better than ella fitzgerald no 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 it's and i i hope people understand like what our critiques are here it's very much it's again we're talking about things in the realm in the like orchestration and the order that they're in. Yeah. 
And then we Van break, Morrison at 37. Yeah, we break out of the 40s and then we, it becomes even more problematic. Van Morrison at 47, Kurt Cobain at 36. Now, impact-wise, Kurt Cobain's hard to beat. Really hard to beat. But as a sure. vocalist? Yeah. Not really. I do think it's funny that Dusty Springfield is above Kurt Cobain, though. That's kind of funny. Too. I do, too. And, and just above Dusty but is Tom York. Tom York, that's... That feels... <laughs> mm, no? I don't know. Look, I'm a massive fan, so I, I I can't be objective about that. I don't know. Did, Tom York above Chris Cornell? Yes. Yes. I'm on board. Ooh, I'm on board. I'm ooh, on board. Think, all right, guys. That's going to do it for this podcast forever. <laughs> the podcast We're is t- done. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I love Cornell. To, I love Cornell. Agree to disagree. But Tom York, uh, there, there is something about the, the – um, he balances a power and a fragility that there's something about the way he delivers. That's really unique. And, I, and I'm a, I'm just, I'm a huge fan, I'm a huge fan, both fellow stuff, like massive fan of Tom York. I do love that. David Bowie is one below Luther Vandross. Yeah. I actually kind of love that. And I think he would too. I don't know if you, how deep into the David Bowie lore you go, but Luther Vandross was one of the main yeah. um, assistant vocalists in, on the Young Americans, right? Right, right. So he was on, he was like, he was very prominently yeah. featured on that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think Bowie would be totally fine Completely. with that. Yeah. And, and again, I feel like once you kind of get, like McCartney at 26 feels awfully high, yeah. especially considering Mary J. Blige is just like one notch above him. Uh, and Mary J. Uh, Blige uh, is one of those. Sorry, go ahead. He's Mary J. Blige is one of those vocalists that like I'm like really like uncomfortably partial to. Yeah. Like so much that like my wife is like uncomfortable <laughs> the way that I talk about Mary J. Blige. All right. All right. So let's, um, let's take one step down from Paul McCartney and just talk about number 27, who okay. I think is in the perfect slot. And that person is Dolly Parton. Yeah. I think Dolly Parton at 27th best vocalist of all time. I think that's perfect. I, I wouldn't want yeah. her higher. I wouldn't want her lower. I think that is a perfect call. The little write-up that she has is, is incredible. Yeah. There is mountaineer ripe as a peach girlish. Well into her middle yes. age, but also deeply mature. Yeah. Dolly Parton's voice is far more than as she once memorably described it a cross between tiny Tim and a nanny goat. Yep. It's as pure as country gets. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No notes. No notes. But yeah, there's Adele at 22 feels a little. I don't know. I I give it to her. She has the chops. She she she, she yeah. does. And, Nina and, Simone is is one notch above. Smokey Robinson is one notch behind. That's my indictment. There is Smokey should be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, I mean, S- Sinatra at 19 feels okay. Yep. Um, Elvis at 17, and, and this is literally there. He is behind you. 17 feels a little high. It does. It does. It does. I, I listen, and it, especially next to Sinatra at nineteen. Sinatra was such a technician. Yep. You know he he as, as much as the joke is like he'd roll in and do one take and drink and leave. Um, that wasn't how it good. was. He was he was he really studied and worked and he he was he was and I think Elvis was um, especially middle career and later um, like a lot less. Um, technical a lot sloppier uh sure and and um leaning on what he'd accomplished in his early career and i, I don't know yeah i feel like that's in the wrong order a lot of the earlier ones I, I we talked about some people who weren't on the list uh lane staley being one of them yes. um some other omissions that i noticed uh again this is dating me the era that i was in uh Haley williams for paramore i feel like deserves to be on that list yes Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park deserves to be on the list. Okay. Bruno Mars is not on this list. Right. 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 Um, um, here's, here's another one that stood out for me is Sting. Is not yeah. on this list. Mm-mm. That feels odd. Yep. Especially when you're talking about like a unique voice. Right. Like, and, 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 a, and a breadth of contribution. Yep. Especially considering like other artists that, you know, that made the cut. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I don't have any issues with, Frank Ocean being on the list, but from a an artistic standpoint, he hasn't put out the same amount of stuff right. as as other people higher on the list. Yes, 
Um, Iggy Pop being on the list at all feels <laughs> a little weird. Iggy Pop being around in any capacity feels weird, but yeah. Um, was Amy Winehouse on? I could. She was. I, I mean, no, she was, and yeah. she was pretty high. Um, I can't remember what number exactly. 20. Yeah, I mean, there was there were just some there were some really talented folks that I was looking for that weren't there. You put Glenn Danzig on the list, but you don't put Trent Reznor. Kind of weird. Yeah. There, there's, and again, it, this is speaking more to my particular sensibilities. And there are newer vocalists that I feel like will inevitably end up on on these kinds of lists once they get their due. Rory Rodriguez uh, from D Seeker is one of those guys. Like, he's kind of a one of one in a million kind of vocalist, but he's still got a lot of road ahead of him to get to that status yeah so i found amy winehouse by the way she's 83 yeah I, i'm fine with that and she's I, right, I, I, are you fine with her being one point behind steve perry feels weird feels weird it's tough because she was a legitimately talented musician. yeah if you go pre back to black she she was a significantly established jazz yes. guitar player like she's she was the real deal. Mm -hmm. I think her reputation and her infamy overshadowed her. And the way she died. True talent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, we could say, I, a lot of people, uh, I saw people going, I really like that. Robert Smith was above Morrissey. That was a fun, it's a fun, uh, yeah, dynamic. I get that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there was a lot of really great, picks and then there were some just kind of ones that were just like eh. what are you doing it's a fun conversation this is the kind of stuff that musicians love to sit through and just dig into yep and so if nothing else it made for good content and allowed us to say our piece on we couldn't not there came, there came a point in this week where it's like well this is what the episode has to be about yeah, yeah. it has to well let's go ahead and put a link to the list sure uh in the show notes so you guys can review it for yourself if you've got any glaring omissions that that we missed or if there is any sort of like order stuff or stuff anything that like really like chapped you please send an email coverbankconfidentialgmail.com i want to hear about yeah it. who's not on the list and it pisses you off yeah and who is on the list that makes you even more mad right that's just as good Thanks everybody for checking this out. We've uh, we've had a lot of really fun conversations in the Slack channel. My favorites for today specifically were '70s rock songs that aren't too keyboard heavy, right. but have all the other things that '70s rock song has. Yep. And how and how 2000s is two 2000s. <laughs> that was another really fun, it was. fun conversation. It was. You know, another conversation we've been having is um, your last show. How many songs from each decade? Yes. Did you do? And I'm proud to that say fun. that my band's last show covered more decades than anyone else in the Slack chat. I actually went back to the 50s. So, yeah, yeah proud of that. So the way that the list went is that people would start with a, with a decade. So 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 00. And they would put numbers next to it. Well, I'm, I'm, in, an, I'm in a name. <laughs> yeah. So I just put 50, 0, 60, 0, 70, 0, 80, yes, yes. 90, 0. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was really proud of mine and I did the math and I was, I knew it was going to land this way, but I had one song from the fifties and a couple of songs from the 2020s and then a yep. good smattering in between. And that's consistent with the brand of my band. So yeah, yeah, it was very good. I was happy to suggest rock and roll band by Boston, which is just like one of those, nice. one of my favorite songs. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Everybody's playing. Uh, yeah. Getting crazy. Anticipating love. And music? Indeed. Yeah. Boys, I think this band's out of sight. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're just going to sit here and talk the lyrics to rock and roll band for the next 10 minutes. I, I'd do it. Oh, I would too. Yeah. We were just a little band about Boston. On the road to try and make it. Anyway, uh, guys... Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got we got a lot of stuff on the on the agenda. I've got we've got this gig in the thirteenth. I've got another one on the twenty eighth. We got a lot of prep to do, and some behind the scenes stuff that we're still trying to work through. These are the ins and the outs of running a band, and at some point I will be ready to talk about them. But it's not right now. 
maybe in a little bit. But we appreciate each and every one of you for uh, tuning in. We, we've loved all the great conversations we've had and all the reviews and the emails and the DMs and all of that stuff. So keep those coming. I've got a video in, in, the, in progress that'll be out on the YouTube channel besides the standard podcast episode going out. And uh, if you want to do any other supporty things, you can hop on the Patreon or you can do any of the stuff that our buddy Adam from the Van Band is about to tell you about. Otherwise, I will go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, about to floss like crazy. Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of January 6, 2023. Make sure I didn't screw that no, up. That's right. Happy New Year. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 